What can we take from the Wilds' performance in the Winter Classic? Plus, what are some of the big storylines to watch as 2022 unfolds? We take a look at that and more today on Locked on Wilds. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Wilds, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free. We are available everywhere. We are available anytime you want to listen. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we recap the Winter Classic with Alex Micheletti and look ahead to some 2022 goals for the Minnesota Wild as the schedule continues to deal with postponements and moves to 2022. My name is Seth Topal, host of Locked on Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with experience covering all of our favorite Minnesota sports teams and now covering the Minnesota Wild here with Locked on Wild and joined by our Monday co-host Alex Micheletti for a hashtag Micheletti Monday. Alex, happy 2022. We finally got the world, uh, the Winter Classic, and uh, unfortunately for the Wild, not able to get a win. But um, some interesting reaction to uh, what we saw on Saturday that we'll talk about here in a little bit. So hope your twenty twenty two is off to a good start. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's nice. I mean, we're already we're into the third day of it already. So yeah, up up and running in twenty twenty two, and uh, yeah, ready ready for the the Wild to continue on into the into the stretch months of, of the season and uh you know things things hopefully will will pick up here and uh hopefully um you know we can get through all the games and uh um you know no no olympics now so more more uh, more opportunities to get uh, get a lot more games in and hopefully more excitement uh uh to st paul yeah and i, I think it's going to be a two-pronged approach we'll see some games made up in february and then we'll see some added to the the end of the season. And so you, you look at what happened in the Winter Classic. The Wild obviously lost, although don't tell Yahoo Sports that. Um, Yahoo apparently <laughs> that was, that was something else. had a notification ready to go that the Wild won the Winter Classic. And it's like, they didn't though. But uh, <laughs> but thanks for playing. Um, so they lost 6-4 to four, and there was a wide range of reaction to the game. Obviously, it's disappointing that they lost. But... The big thing that I pull away from the Winter Classic before we really dive into it is just it's so hard to gauge where this team is at right now because all the games that they've had in the last two weeks, with the exception of the Dallas Stars game, have been postponed. And a lot of them have not been postponed with a huge amount of notice. So the team's getting ready for games and then not having them. Finally had to deal with a little bit of COVID-19 with Jonas Brodeen. But... I can't get super upset about a team looking rusty in a game in which it was well below zero. And that was the first game that the Wild had played since Dallas. So it had been over a week since they'd played a game. It's just, at this point in the season, it's just it's just such a bizarre part of the schedule with what's been going on. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you get, uh, you got injuries, you got, uh, COVID, um, games canceled, you know, 
teams can't cross the border. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's, uh, you know, chaos a little bit. Uh, but, you know, hopefully, you know, you know that they had that little break. Hopefully that that helped a little bit um, get things back on track for the for the rest of the league. And, um, you know, uh, they should get Jonas Brodin back here very soon. Um, and, you know, um, he did test positive again. That's why he wasn't able to play in the Winter Classic. But, it you know, um, you know, it sounds like, you know, it, it, he could be very close. So, um, you know, the team is so much different when he plays compared to when he's not playing. And, you know, it's tough, uh, you know, tough when you got uh, a lot of uh, inexperience uh, playing and, uh, and uh, you know, you have guys in roles that they're not used to. I mean, <laughs> Kulikov was out there on the power play. <laughs> just, you know, just guys, guys not in their, in their normal spots. Um, so, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can get uh, Spurgeon and Eck back very soon too. Because without Eck, you know, the the center depth um, takes a you know big hit. Um, so, yeah, lots of lots of interesting storylines with the team right now. And you know, you look at some of the things and silver linings and bright spots. Uh, Krill looked sensational. He looked like he was ready to rock. Had the goal obviously on just a another Kirill type move and, you know, continues his recent strong play. And so, you know, it's fun at the very lowest level of this. It's fun to have a player on your team in those types of games that can elevate and can play to that type of moment. As we talked about though, just obviously didn't lead to a wild win, but still looked really good doing it. Yeah. I mean, uh, on the on the goal, um, just incredible. His lower body strength is just unbelievable, and that's on that's on a guy like Colton Pareko, who's you know he's gigantic defenseman, and uh, was able to just you know put it at, uh, near the net, and you know it happened to go off a defenseman, so he'll take that any day of the week. Uh, um, and uh, then uh, you know an assist assist on the Fiala goal that was an amazing pass, um, you know, and he had another one, another great pass. Uh, uh, on the on the Hartman goal too, um, so yeah, just just a phenomenal game from from Krill, and you knew he was going to bring it. Um, <laughs> you know, they uh, St. Louis had a you know has, a, has some skilled Russians on that team too, so you know he won wanted to show Tarasenko and Barbashev and uh, Buchnevich all about uh, uh, you know bragging rights for for best Russian, although Tarasenko's well. <laughs> Tarasenko's line with uh, Cairo and uh, and Thomas was just you know, those guys were just in, insanely uh, good, um, you know, you know, yesterday. So yeah, and you know, I I'm just glad that uh, you know we didn't have the opportunity to see Jordan Bennington get into a fight, but <laughs> he did get pretty frustrated near the end because we again saw empty net for almost eight minutes in the third period. The Wilds got two goals back. They did not give up an empty netter. And so you look at just how kind of lopsided things were in the second period. The team never stopped fighting, and they got it close at the end. It's just obviously when you have a period like that in the second where uh, St. Louis really took control, it's hard to overcome. It, it's it's hard to overcome five goals in a game, let alone in one period. Yeah, I mean, a little bit too late. Um, you know, Zuccarello said in the post um, 
post game, he said the effort for the first 40 minutes was, was, was horrible. Um, you know, and he said, you know, fans paid a lot of money to, to watch us go out and play. And he's, you know, um, I, I enjoyed that. He was, you know, um, you know, he put the accountability on, on them, uh, for not showing up. Um, you know, just can't, can't do that. Uh, even under the, uh, the conditions that they were under, um, you know, St. Louis, uh, clearly, you know, they, uh, you know, they talked about wearing the beachwear beforehand and how it brought them <laughs> together. Um, you know, you know, what a move, um, to pull off, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they just, uh, they were tentative in the first, first couple periods. And you just, you can't do that against a team like St. Louis, um, cause they get, get a lead and then they, um, you know, they get uh, pretty defensive, you know, yeah, they did get a little, little lack of, you know, lackadaisical in the third, but, um, yeah, it's a you know, tough team to come back from for sure. When they got that, that big of a lead. Yeah. It was just, you know, it, it's, it's one of those types of games. And so, you know, I, I saw a lot of people that were upset with the effort, upset with the results, upset with where the season is headed. And I'm like, you know what? Let's just chill. Let's just wait, wait and see once things get back to where, once we get back to where we're, you know, in a normal flow. And if the wild continue to lose games at that pace, then yeah, I'll uh, I'll raise the alarm bells a little bit, but I just I just can't do it with five games having been postponed uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, which really made the wild schedule look just just dreadful. I mean, they had the game against the Hurricanes postponed, then they lost to the Sabers, then the Panthers game was postponed, then the Dallas game, then two postponements, then the Blues game, and now the Senators game that was supposed to be tonight, has been postponed too. So we'll hope that the Wilds can play on the 6th against the Boston Bruins, but, like, just got to ride it out through this. And then once the schedule gets back on track, that's when we can see kind of where things are at. Well, I 100% agree with you. And uh, we've, we've, seen, we've seen how uh, good this team can be when they have their full strength of, of their team. Uh, and... Um, you know, it doesn't sound like um, any seizing, season-ending type of injuries from the guys that are out right now. Um, and so, you know, th- you know, thank goodness on that. Um, you know, you know, it sounds like more week to week than anything. So, um, but when when they when they're full goal, I mean, they've shown that they can beat anybody in the league. Um, so, yep. um, you know, they've taken down Edmonton, they've taken down Toronto. Uh, you know, some highly skilled teams. So, you know, they can do it. Um, you know, they just gotta you know, just keep on pushing. Um, and, uh, you know, everything's not going to be perfect during the season. You're going to have a lot of ups and, and, and also a lot of downs. Uh, yep. So you just kind of have to just ride the wave. Like you, like you mentioned. Yeah. Let's, um, let's just kind of finish discussing the winter classic. Then we also have some big news to talk about with, uh, Dean Evison and staff getting some big contract extensions. So we'll continue the chat with Alex McLeddy next here on locked on wilds. It is 2022, and that means New Year's resolutions are in full swing. No better way for you to get on the healthier path than by grabbing a Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and right around 17 grams of protein. 
Compare that to your average candy bar, which usually has right around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. If you're looking to get to a healthier you, here's an idea. Go to all those places you have your secret stashes of candy at home, in the pantry, the office, the car. Take all of it, throw it out, and replace them with built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. So head to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off of your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day as we navigate through 2022. Seth Topol hanging out with Alex McLeddy. Dean Evason with a nice nifty three-year extension, which prompted some hilarious reactions from the team. And uh, a pretty interesting story in which Dean did not want to put pen to paper until his staff got matching extensions as well, which I think shows that uh, probably a pretty good fit for the uh, for the Wild for head coach here for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I, what a not, what a classy, awesome move by Dean, um, making sure that everybody um, got it at the same time. Um, so you know, it's that uh, family uh, atmosphere and uh, cohesiveness, and you know, t- togetherness. Um, and, and you know something you really love to see. This is a uh, um, you know an all all in type of uh, of of leadership group, and uh, you see it from top to bottom. And uh, um, you know you know can ask for a better GM uh, right now for this team. And and uh, he's he stuck with uh, with a guy that he had really no connection with. And so um, yeah, it's turned into to quite a great uh, partnership for sure. My favorite part, too, was Marcus Foligno when asked about it was saying, well, yeah, we were looking for some kind of a thank you for getting him into this spot. Yeah, you got to <laughs> love Marcus. He, he, he always keeps it light. And, uh, you, know, you know, just a great, great locker room guy for sure. And, and it seems like with Dean that we're getting a guy that really knows who needs what button pressed to get them going, to get the team clicking to whatever potential they they want to see from the guys and obviously the record speaks for itself he has just a a crazy record so far as wild head coach and so you know it's it's a situation where they could have gone a completely different direction when Bruce Boudreau was let go um, but ended up going with Dean and he has not uh, given any any indication as to not being the guy for the job yeah I thought that was really cool, you know that um, that he kept uh, or that Dean kept Darby on too. Um, you know, Darby's been um, a huge pillar in this franchise and been through multiple wild head coaches now. And so, yeah, I'm it, I'm glad glad Darby um, gets that extension too. He's you know been uh, uh, you know a huge part of this wild organization for a long time. So that yeah, that was pretty cool. And uh, um, yeah, this you know the staff uh, you know, has, has done a great job developing um, players and. Uh, you look at a player like Eric Snack, um, uh, you know, who everybody was, you know, riding off, um, you know, being a first round pick and everybody wanted Brock Besser. And so he's kind of, uh, you know, he's been able to elevate his game to, um, to being, uh, um, you know, top line center, a top six center. So, um, you know, they've, they've really developed um, some guys here too. So yeah, it's definitely fun to watch. Uh, final thing on the winter classic before we move on and just look ahead to some big things 
for 2022. Any images or any moments from the uh, the Winter Classic that that stand out to you in particular? Yeah, I mean, the just the views were were, were absolutely incredible. The the puck drop with uh, all the famous uh, the twin alums and uh, seeing Tony Oliva out there was was pretty cool. And uh, and Herbeck and Morneau and of course uh, Joe Maurer. Um, you know, seeing the you know just the the jerseys uh, for both teams, I thought looked great. Uh, um, and uh, I really loved uh, um, you know Talbot wearing the the, the toque. Oh, um, that was such such a flex! Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, the ice held up for the most part. It looked like, and um, you know, just uh, it really like it lo- really looked like the fans had a great time too. Mm-hmm. Um, even with it being so cold, um, you know, everybody seemed uh, you know pretty excited, and you know, Thomas Rhett put on a good show and. So, um, yeah, two nights in a row for him. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, they, they did a fantastic job, um, the league and, uh, and, you know, making sure that, uh, it went off without any hitches. They didn't have to do any delays. So, yeah, um, yeah, really, really thought the, the league nailed it for sure. I'm going to have to ask the 10 K guys how they ended up meeting John Hamm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't believe he, I can't believe John Hamm was just hanging, hanging with, with the rubes, just um, chilling, just, uh, you know, just you know, hitting the bars in uh, in Minneapolis, uh, um, yeah, and willing to take uh, pictures with literally anybody. Unbelievable! <laughs> so, yeah, uh, what a cool guy. Um, yeah. you know, just your, just your typical, just uh, you know, Missouri uh, sports, uh, you know, in you know St. St. Louis Blues in particular fan I know no he uh, likes the Cardinals too but uh yeah it's yeah it's awesome uh the one thing that that I'll take away from it is that promo that the wild cut for Saturday that was narrated by Lou Nanny chills I listened to it at least a hundred times yeah I mean the godfather of uh <sighs> Of hockey here in, in Minnesota. Um, yeah, it was, it was, they did a, an amazing job there. There was also that, uh, um, the NHL, the league put out the drone video where it was like going through the locker rooms and mm-hmm. stuff. That was, that was really cool too. And, um, thought they killed that as well. Yeah. All in all, a great, uh, a great showcase for the state of hockey, uh, with another big one coming up here in a couple of weeks, that being hockey day, Minnesota, but uh, a great look at how hockey is done here in the uh, the state of Minnesota, and hopefully we get another one soon. Otherwise, uh, would love to just get put in the uh, the stadium series, get one of those, um, maybe do one at TCF again. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, they've they've both been pretty successful. So, I mean, hopefully, we don't have to wait another. You know, a long, 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 long time before we get another event here. Um, so, even with the weather, you know, I think uh, I think the league thought it uh, it went pretty well. Um, one thing I would wish the league wouldn't do is schedule games at the exact same time as yeah. the classic. This is supposed to be the marquee event of, of the league, uh, other than the Stanley Cup playoffs. And you have a, a hockey night in Canada game, you know, with the Maple Leafs, one of the most popular teams in the league going on at the same time as the winter classic. So, you know, hopefully maybe they can re- rethink that in the, in the future. Um, there was also, uh, you know, I was at the St. Cloud state hockey, um, 
game versus Bemidji State, and they had that game on at the exact same time as the Winter Classic. Uh, Mankato and Duluth played at six o'clock too, so you know that just didn't make any sense. Sometimes, uh, you know, you, you scratch your head with uh, with these leagues. Uh, why why would you want to go up and compete against uh, you know you know that when everybody's got eyes are on or should be on the Winter Classic? Yeah, that, that's just that's bizarre, but yeah. The NHL will do whatever it feels like, and so yeah, Gary Batman and his cronies, so Gary or Batman. Penguin as we <laughs> inside joke. Danny DeVito in Batman yes. Returns. Yes, it's a great look alike, but <laughs> yeah, that's you know it was a it was a fun weekend, and mm-hmm. hopefully now we can get back towards a more regular schedule. But we'll have to wait and see. With as yep. mentioned, already having tonight's game postponed against the Ottawa Senators. Hoping that uh, on the 6th we can go take on the Boston Bruins, but we'll see. Uh, we'll finish up by looking at some things for 2022 for the Minnesota Wilds. More to come with Alex Micheletti after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. Alex, looking at uh, 2022 for the Minnesota Wild, obviously... You go a little further down the schedule, and the Wild have in March, I think it's nine straight home games. And so, assuming that they get Jared Spurgeon and Jewel Erickson Eck back uh, here within the next couple of weeks, um, really seems like if this team is going to need to make some sort of a run here um, late in the season to get back into a higher seed in the playoffs. It seems like March is going to be the month to do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's put up or shut up time for sure right? in the league. Yeah, every every year, um, you know, that's that's where you have to to really dig deep, and uh, you know, it definitely seems to, you know, that uh, play tightens up throughout the league, um, and you see a lot, a lot more low scoring games um, right now. Things have been absolutely bonkers. I think just with with teams still missing a lot of guys. Um, you know, I think I saw a score today of seven to five with, uh, with San Jose and, uh, in Pittsburgh and, um, Pittsburgh, excuse me, Pittsburgh scored six goals in the first period. So, I mean, it's just, um, you're seeing a lot of high scoring cause I think, uh, you know, um, like you mentioned, the wild hadn't played in a while. Um, you know, teams are, you know, dealing with guys still on COVID lists and you got guys calling, being called up from the HL that haven't, um, you know, played ever in the, in the NHL, you got goalies that, you know, hardly know any of their teammates and they're, they're getting in to make their debuts and, um, just not, not ready to, for the big stage. Um, and in Canada, um, you know, some of the teams don't have fans at all. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's a wild, wild times up in, up, up, uh, up uh, on the border there. Um, just you feel for for some of those teams. Uh, you know, a team like Montreal um, just is play, just getting ravaged by injuries, and they have no goalies really. Um, so it's uh, it's just crazy. Um, obviously, a couple of other big things here for the 2022 portion of the schedule. The trade deadline will uh, will be hitting here. I believe it's in. March, March mm-hmm. or April, somewhere yeah. in there. Um, so obviously, if the Wild are still in a position to make the playoffs, going to be looking to try to shore things up um, 
a little bit. At this point, do you think it's more likely that the Wild go the trade route, or are we still holding out hope that we'll see the likes of Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy uh, down the stretch? Well, I mean, <laughs> they seem very hesitant to um, call up any of the big name prospects um, right now, uh, which is, you know, a little unfortunate. Um, so I, I feel like, um, you know, the trade route is uh, more, uh, more of the approach that Billy um, is going to go. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, center, um, obviously, uh, but maybe even a goalie um, too. Um, you know, Talbot's hurt right now. Um, and, you know, I think maybe they, they need another goalie for insurance um, purposes, um, you know, just in case, you know, Cam, you know, you know gets another injury. Um, because I don't think, um, I don't think this team uh, can trust Capo full, full time yet. Um, so um, it would be nice to um, have an, an added uh, veteran. Um, you can look at a team like Edmonton, uh, how desperate they are for goalies. Um, you know, you know, Stalock goes down and they don't really have another veteran type of option um, to help, you know, with Mike Smith uh, continuing to get hurt. And, you know, that's that's an issue for them having a 39 year old goalie. Um, so, you know, you can never have enough goaltending depth um, mm-hmm. and you can never have enough uh, center depth. So I think those are the two um, that um, um, Billy would would focus on for the yeah, trade deadline. Yeah. And you, you mentioned you made a good point about. Rossi and Boldy in that you know we'd love to see them come up but uh, I think I think this just speaks to Bill Guerin's plan being for those guys to make a major impact next season yeah and while we would like to see this team make a huge run this year and that those guys could help if that's Bill Guerin's plan he can't panic and uh, just if that's the way he wants to do it stick to it and we'll see those guys next year as much as that sucks. Um, it just seems like that's the route we're going to go. Yeah, I mean, he really wants them to to make an instant impact when they're ready. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's it's nice that they're, um, you know, that they're developing chemistry together down there. Um, so, you know, hopefully when the time does come for them to make it uh, their debuts in the show, um, you yeah, know, that they – rekindle that from uh, their Iowa days. Um, and so, um, you know, it seems like, <laughs> you know, it's very frustrating for um, for fans to not see them here. Um, and they're down there for $2 beer nights <laughs> um, in the crowd. But, uh, you know, they they look the part, um, mm-hmm. which, which is the most important thing. Um, they do look ready to go. So um, that's not something that wild fans are going to have to panic about when they get up here. Um, Cause I, I think I really do think that uh, they'll make an instant impact. I mean, you got both Boldy and Rossi on a point point per game type of basis. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, um, what more can you say about Adam Beckman too? Um, he looked yeah. like the real deal when he was up here for the preseason and a couple of the games that he got in uh, up here. Rumor has it our friend spoke Z made mention of the fact that uh, Beckman, Boldy, and Rossi played on the same line for Iowa this weekend. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, um, that definitely could be a line of, of the future for sure, and in, in, in the top six for the for the big boys. Up, inject up in inject all three of them right yes. into the veins. We are all about that. 
Absolutely. Well, I think that's a good spot to leave it here for today. So that will wrap up today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure that you head over to the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Locked on Bets is free and available on all podcast platforms, just like Locked on Wild. We're available anywhere you want to listen, anytime you want to listen. Uh, You can also follow us on our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We will continue to keep you up to date on the Minnesota Wild as we move into 2022. So make sure to follow along because if a puck drops in the state of hockey, Locked on Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as parts of the Locked on Podcast Network.